Happy 4th of July week, everyone. I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. This is The Breakdown. We're glad you are here. What a crazy, crazy 4th of July, huh? Man. (laughs) (laughs) Number one, it's always weird when it falls in the middle of a week. Agreed. Agreed. And then when you don't get the weather. Whoa. Yeah. Now, we still had fun. This is Mm -hmm. the way we do it. You know, it's like whatever comes, the high water. Whatever comes against you, the rain, we're just going out there and we're having fun. I heard the kids and my wife splashing through the rain on the way in the house yesterday. Just tons of fun. So hope you all enjoyed your 4th of July. And I will say, Luke, never have I seen in my lifetime a 4th of July without somebody lighting off fireworks despite the weather. And so even in our travels home yesterday, it was amazing with everything flooded to yep. still see people lighting it up, you know, and I mean fireworks, you know, it's pretty amazing. Absolutely awesome. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. So did you did you like go anywhere, do anything? Uh yeah. So we had a party at my parents' house. Yeah. Um, inside. Cooking. It was so funny. We had everything all set up outside. No, no. You know how the, the weather report said it was gonna rain. I know. But then it was sunny in the morning. We're oh, like, oh, you yeah. know, maybe. Yep. Maybe. Yeah. This is this is this is gonna hold off. Oh man. So we went through with setting everything up. And then it got dark. Yeah. Yeah. Buckets. Yeah. Very, very dark. <laughs> um, so we had to rush everything inside. Um, but it was still a, a really nice time. Um, I didn't go to fireworks because I, I knew it was going to be too cloudy to see them. And those who went to the fireworks said the said the same thing. Oh, it was, it was? too cloudy to see them. Well, if you're going uh, to see the big ones, you know, down yeah, by yeah. the water. Correct. And forward, Correct. Um, but backyard fireworks are, it's still good cause they're not, they don't go up as high. It's a really valid point so, I was thinking about yesterday. Did people still get to enjoy the level of the firework? But you're right. It's hard when it's cloudy. Yeah. So, well, I still had some friends that went down to fall river, you know, to go see them, like you, you said, go. but it was yeah. cloudy. So you, you can still go for the people, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, again, hope you enjoyed your day. I, I can't help but think every time we stop at like a 4th of July or Memorial day, I can't help remember, help but remember the fact that, you know, my kids say I make everything spiritual, but it's just, yeah, it's the the men and the women who fought for the freedom of mm-hmm. our country, but it's Christ. I mean, it is Absolutely. for freedom that yeah. he set us free. Amen. Amen. You know, I listened to a, a message um, a few days ago and the, the pastor was talking about like, he was answering the question, like, is America a Christian nation or not? Mm-hmm. And like, he went through the founding of the country and how a lot of it, a lot of it was based in Christian wanting to worship the Lord the yeah. way that they wanted to. Yeah. Um, it was pastors that were preaching about how how the land should be formed and like how God's spiritual principles should be at play. So it's and this is why we have a land of blessing mm-hmm. is and I would say this is like, yeah, so even though as a nation, we've gone off track in in many, many ways. Spiritual principles are spiritual principles. Mm -hmm. So if we get those enshrined in our constitutions, in our laws, people still reap the blessings of it, even if they don't believe in God. It's good. And this is why when we engage, we are to be pushing for spiritual principles. That Mm -hmm. should be guiding our voting. That should be guiding all of our interactions. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting you say that, that that concept of blessing in a land where we're reaping the blessings of what our forefathers would have provided for us within our declaration and within our constitution, you know, the framework of all that there um, that has been, you know, set up for us. And interestingly enough, thinking about Pastor Zach's message from Sunday with the generational blessing and, and that power 
that we really hold in our tongue, and we're going to break this out today, but that power that's in our tongue, but our tongue is only declaring what has been saturating our heart. Yes. You know, we teach this a lot. Before we get into Pastor Zach's message, I, I often go back to this. I've, I've been meditating on this for at least 15 years, and it's this idea that, okay, if we speak out of the treasury of our heart, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, well, then how did it get into my heart? Well, the scripture says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So where does it begin? Mm. It begins with that meditation of my mind, which yes. gets soaked up in my heart, the soul and, and spirit part of who I am, that heart man. And that is what I ultimately declare from my mouth. Amen. And I think it's really good to just set this backdrop right mm -hmm. now where how does how are we taught um to you know to to do spiritual warfare it's we are told to take every thought captive so yeah. let's just set that backdrop that our thoughts are spiritual yeah and they have the power to direct um our our mind our beliefs so we have to have every filter everything through the word of god yep. but understanding that everything starts at the thought level satan mm -hmm. acts at the thought level the lord acts at the thought level yeah, which which we tend to be, you know, at least in the past years of Christianity, we've kind of been walking this line of like, oh, super spiritual. And so therefore we have to check our brains. And what I love in the past several years is the Lord is bringing this alignment, mm -hmm. thus the school of the spirit, yep. where you're not checking your brain to be a part right. of the spiritual reality that God has. Who's the one that gave you the mm -hmm. brain? Even what Pastor Zach was saying on Sunday, Satan cannot create. He can only corrupt. You know, and we have to understand that God gave us the brain. He expects us to imagine. He expects us to dream. You know, whatever you think on is what you're going to become. You see it first in your imagination. Then you begin to believe it in your heart. And what you believe out of your heart is what comes up out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. And what comes up out of your mouth are these containers of power that go out to execute what you have said. Correct. Yeah. Because, and I know we're going to go down this yeah. road, because we were created in the image of God mm -hmm. and he speaks and it is. And, and part of the reason that we haven't fully understood this, and I come from the background of getting off on confession and, and, and kind of making confession the thing instead of realizing that confession is a direct result of what I already believe in my heart. Mm. And that is what I'm going to see. Because the father said, let there be light. He had no doubt. Right. There was going to be light. Right. Well, and then, and then I think there's also the flip side of it too, yes. where it's, I may not feel like I believe. Correct. Right. Um, but if I have come to this, I am deciding yeah. that what God says is true, mm -hmm. whether I feel it That's or right. I have that, you know, that knowing or that, that sense that we call belief. Mm. Right. But it's okay. I'm going to, I'm going to take God at his word. And I'm going to confess that with my mouth. Yeah, yeah. And Pastor Zach highlighted that at the end of the message in the second service, where he said, you know, it says like if you if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, and and you know that God has raised Jesus from the red from the dead, you will be saved. And he he talks about how there's that order there where he he's always wondered like how come it wasn't believe and then confess. Yeah. But it but it's you know often. There are times where we have to, I have to say these things because Satan, so Satan will attack my emotions so and good. get my feelings offline. Yeah. And then in that, in that instance, I have to go by what I know is true and speak that out. 
Well, see, I love what you're bringing up on the flip side of what I'm saying because it works hand in hand. There, it's not yes, either it's or; both. it's both it's and both. And so, what you're saying is sometimes you're making this declaration based on truth that you can't yet feel. This is Hebrews 11. The faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of those things not seen. Right. And so you're making that confession, that profession, that belief based on the truth. This is where it's not just blind faith. You are right. reaching out into the spiritual world of truth that Jesus has established for you. Jesus said, either make the tree good and it's fruit mm -hmm. good. So the natural byproduct of the tree being good is that its fruit is good. So I have the ability and the authority in Christ to reach out into that supernatural spiritual good mm -hmm. and pull out the fruit here into the natural. So you are sometimes bypassing those feelings and those emotions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There are times where you're going to feel it. And, yeah. you'll and it's like you're... A hundred percent, everything, body, will, emotion, <laughs> spirit, everything's in line. And it's like, yes, I believe. And but then, you know, when we walk in this world, we encounter different things. And Satan's Satan is always trying to buffet us. Yeah. And your feelings may go offline. Mm -hmm. So does that mean that something's wrong with you? No, it means you tap into what do you believe to be true? Yeah. This is good. And coming back to where Pastor Zach was taking us on Sunday, first of all, we didn't even do our typical, I was caught up on 4th of July. We didn't even do our, our typical, man, the time of worship mm. on Sunday, just being in there. Now, you were serving. I was serving. You were serving yeah. over at Jira Joe's. But I will tell you, I've been talking to a few different people and just the, the atmosphere. One person said to me today, I thought something was going to happen mm. in those moments. And I just, I want to say, I feel like we, I don't just feel in the natural. I have a sense, I think many of us do, that we're on the precipice of something. Yeah. So I was, I was able to be in worship for the first, okay. the first service. Okay. And uh, was the second service the same with the, uh, the altar call for those who, who feel called to prepare the way? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, and I think it's interesting that, you know, that someone said, I felt like something was going to happen mm. because I I think something did happen. Yeah. And I think that it manifests inside of individuals, not necessarily in the in like a, a corporate sense. Okay. But it's like it's happening on the individual it's good. level. It's good. But it will be walked out corporately. There you go. Which is good. Again, we want to pick up on these these spiritual senses and spiritual perceptions. There are times that Paul says in the scripture that the Holy Spirit explicitly said, there are other times that Paul says, I perceive. Mm -hmm. How did he perceive? You know, well, the spiritual and the natural are bringing this perception. Right. And it's okay to lean in and balance those. And I think we see that on Sunday, you know, moving us into Pastor Zach saying, hey, he could not get away from Matthew chapter 12 as he's going and just waiting on the Lord, just, you know, whatever in Matthew 12, which yeah. is a follow up to weeks ago when he was talking about the unpardonable sin. And we yeah. have a great breakdown on that and a great message from Pastor Zach on that, which brings us down to this place of yet again, Jesus dealing uh, with these Pharisees and just the unbelief and calling them a brood of vipers and what's coming up out of their heart and through their mm -hmm. mouth. Yeah. So going into Matthew 12, this is one long passage. Yeah. Um, encourage you to go back and read it. Yeah. But yeah, Jesus is addressing uh, the Pharisees um, and he presents a lot of uh, spiritual principles and, and he's really calling them to belief, but he's calling out their unbelief Yeah. Uh, because they were the ones that 
supposedly would have known the scriptures mm. through and through and should have been able to recognize the Messiah when he showed up. Yeah. Um, but uh, through a lot of complicated, you know, man-made additions that they were adding to the law, it re- they basically became like a religious club. Mm. Um, and they were all about themselves and, and controlling those who were worshiping under them. Yep. Okay, so then when Jesus shows up, Jesus Jesus just seems like this radical guy that they're like, "What the heck is this?" Like he <laughs> is he's threatening yeah. us. Yeah, and so it's from that motivation that they, you know, just just to, you know, harken back to previous messages. They're like, "Oh, he's casting out demons by 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 the devil." Yep. Yep. Right. And so Jesus has to be like, that doesn't make any, any sense. sense. You know, that that would mean that Satan is divided. Yeah. <laughs> and how can his kingdom stand? Yep. Um, and so then uh, Jesus fleshes, fleshes out mm. um, with, you know, this state of unbelief by pointing to, you know, out of, you know, a good tree will produce good fruit. Yeah. A bad tree produces bad fruit. Mm. Um. A good heart, you know, produces words that are out of the the good treasures of that heart. Yeah. And then um, the evil, it's out of the evil treasures, which I, I also found that yeah. interesting. Very interesting. That comes out of the heart. So, you know, basically what we value. So number one, like going back to the unpardonable sin, if we do not yield to the Holy Spirit's conviction, yeah. then we are left with whatever is in our own heart. Correct. Um, and then, and, and it is only, it is, uh, you know, apart from Jesus, we cannot become a good tree. Mm-hmm. So then it's, it's very black and white here, good or bad. Yep, yep. You, you blaspheme the Holy spirit. Okay. You are a bad tree. You will now produce bad fruit. Yep. So they are incapable of producing good because they are not yielding to the Holy spirit. Yeah. Which is really good because if you read it in succession and you kind of look at all of Matthew 12, you see that we go right from this previous message. Again, we've been saying this for almost two years now, that there is such a consistent theme in the messages. God has been over these past several years trying to take the church somewhere. And so it does require, you know, a little bit of digging. That's why we have a breakdown. It requires a little bit more. Okay, Lord, what is it you're saying through these passages as I'm reading about the unpardonable sin, which many have gotten off on and just, you know, oh, I blaspheme the Holy Spirit and totally misunderstand right down to like, whoa, the ability to equate the work of God with the work of Satan came out of that evil heart by not being submitted to what the Holy Spirit is doing. Mm. And so we can look at ourselves and say, if we're believers, if we're followers of the Lord Jesus, if we've been born from above by the Spirit of God, we are that good tree. We're attached. We're the branches of that good tree. And so we're going to bear good fruit. And I love how it boils it right down to these two areas, the two arenas that we're looking at today, which are the heart and the Mm -hmm. mouth and how they work together, but also can work against. Right. Right. And so just to, just to go all the way down to verse 36, Jesus says, and I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. Um, and I, Pastor Zach's uh, NASB was saying, you know, by your words, you are justified, justified and by, by your words, words you, you are condemned. condemned. Correct. So, and I think there's something really important we have to just mm. emphasize here. So if we, if, if Jesus is our savior, we've, we've believed in our heart, we confess with our mouth, then the Holy Spirit lives inside of us yep. and God begins that sanctification process. And right. yes, 
there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. However, going back to spiritual principles and like spiritual laws at play. Yes. This is still where this does not let us off the hook for how we live our lives. And we're cooperating with the work of the Holy Spirit in us to become holier and more like Jesus every single day. Mm -hmm. So, yes, if I if I am speaking out of, you know, out of spite, out of anger, that's a bad fruit from my old sinful nature. Right. Right. And that's something that I have to walk out with the Holy Spirit. But if I speak, even if I speak out of that, even in that moment, I've put those words out there. Right. And if, I'm, if, if there's someone in front of me, I've I've hurt them. I've poisoned them. And I'm not I'm not sowing good unto their spirit. Yeah. And, and, and what we have to realize is something that um, I was taught early on that I think is just really important. It's good to see that we're coming back around to this. And it really is the power of our words. That word idle, Pastor Zach wrote down for us, you know, in the Greek kind of meaning fruitless or, or barren, yeah. not producing empty. anything, well, empty. So yeah. if we understand that, we we tend to think, it is interesting, kind of an interesting spot here. We tend to think that we could speak empty or fruitless words and have no effect. But our empty, fruitless words are sowing tares. They are actually, if God is trying to plant the seed for the harvest, we are not working along with the Lord if we're coming to agreement with lies mm-hmm. of Satan. That works both for us and for others. And, and there was somebody here, I, I forget who, but I was just such a funny demonstration. Sometimes, you know, God wants to do something in our lives. This, I've been walking this out in my life. God wants to do something in our lives. And it was, it's like, man, if we didn't like put the gag over our mouth, we'll destroy it. We'll destroy what God is doing in our lives because we get frustrated. We're like, oh, he's, he's forsaken me again, or he's forgotten me again. And all along the while, you've been believing for God to do it. You've been working through it. Your faith is out there, but because you don't see right now in the natural with present eyes. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're cursing that very thing that God has been working on because it's not happening in our time. That's how it works with us. It's also what we have to realize generationally, right? What we're doing to our children and mm-hmm. to others around us, mm-hmm. absolutely. And you know, the Apostle Paul, um, he he provides a practical application of the importance of our words, mm. um, especially specifically how it relates to ministry and and um, evangelism. You know, in in First Corinthians chapter three, you know that whole. The whole first couple chapters there, Paul's addressing the Corinthians because they had fallen into basically setting up like different camps with one another. Like each, the I follow Apollos. Oh, I follow yes. Paul. Oh, I follow follow this guy or that guy, right? Um, and then in First Corinthians three verses ten through fifteen, you can go you can go read it. But basically, Paul says like I laid a I laid a foundation, mm-hmm. like, but Christ is the foundation. Yes. Then I, like, through his teaching and his his apostleship, he laid another foundation, and then others are building on that foundation. Yeah. So, just to highlight that, it's not about it's not about people. We're supposed to be following Jesus. We're supposed to be following the Holy Spirit. We're just all different. Um, you know, we play different roles in the process. Some water, some some plant, so and so on and so forth. But then he goes on to say that our works in that process will be judged mm-hmm. and it will be shown like was it was it a good a good work yep. or is it just something that just gets burned up in the fire yep. and Wood he's like right yep. and he points out he's like 
the 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 builder will be saved. Yeah, yeah. Um, even if the work was bad, but it, <laughs> but he says this as someone who barely escaped the fire. So yes, oh, and to me, like that points back to the whole there is no condemnation yes. for those in Christ. Yeah, okay. But do you want to be someone who just barely escapes the fire, mm. or do you want the Holy Spirit to really work in you and do those heart that heart surgery to create you into a, a, a more useful tool yeah. that will produce good work. You know, you know, Paul writes it in the majority of the New Testament, like you're saying, dude, high five. That was awesome. You were totally right. And then we get the picture from James in James chapter three that Pastor Zach was bringing us about our tongue being an unruly force. And man, it sets a whole forest ablaze. I, you know, do, and, and he goes on to say, do, do uh, fresh water and salt water come out? Of, of the same vent, of the same spring? Absolutely not. But yet in our mouths, we bless God and curse our brother. These things should not be. There is this sense of this, this part of sanctification, Luke, that we're coming into. We, we are that good tree. We've been rooted in the good tree, right? Mm-hmm. We're the branch, John 15. He is the vine. He is that tree. We've been grafted in. Yes. We are there. So as a result, we're going to bear that good fruit, but we do cooperate with that process, yeah, we either choose to cooperate or to kind of stop up that process. And I think that that's where Jesus brings us into, hey, you may have an area of your life, John 15, that has really become unfruitful. You know, we're going to kind of cut the, cut the kibosh on that. We're going right. to chop that off. Right. But that's going to, you're going to bear more fruit. Mm. If we bring this into the area of our tongue, it kind of shows us, again, something I'm so happy about, how much power we actually have and what we're letting come out of our mouth. And I think it would be important for us to come back and say, okay, you know, am I really coming into agreement? What we may not realize, truthfully, if we get the veil removed back in the spiritual world, I'm going to make a bold statement here and I make it in our classes. God is looking for someone to come into agreement Mm -hmm. with him. He's given Mm -hmm. his word. He is looking for people on earth to believe his word and coming to agreement with him. And guess what? So is Satan. He is looking for people to give him access in this land, especially the believers who know that we already have the authority. He's looking for access just like God is. Mm -hmm. And so we're either, I firmly believe, there's like not a lot of neutral ground. You're you're either coming into agreement with God and his word and truth, or you're coming into agreement with the lies of Satan. Right, right. And I just keep getting that picture of a jail cell mm. and the, the 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 door the, the lock has been broken. It's been and and the door is open. Yeah. But Satan wants you to stay inside. Mm-hmm. And so when you you know, yeah, every curse is broken by the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus breaks every curse. Yeah. But if Satan can get you to still believe you are under that curse, yep. well then even though the door is open, oh, you're living in the jail cell. Yes. Even though whom the son has set free is free, free indeed. indeed. Yeah. It's a very important. That's what I'm saying. We have to pause on this message because God is communicating something to us. And even right down to this, we, we've been talking, you know, about how there is no condemnation right. to those who are in Christ Jesus. And Pastor Zach brought up the point about how this passage has been misused out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, and you know, somebody makes a statement and they shouldn't have said it. There is no condemnation there. I do think that we ought to take stock on a practical yeah. note. Oh, if we're course. finding something consistently oh, comes yes. out of our mouth, what do we need yep. to do? Go back and check our heart. Yep. And we find out that there might be something there. We allowed the Lord to examine it. And then we go back to, how did it get into our heart? Well, what was our thought process? Like right. you said, taking every thought captive. But I do think we we can't be that place of, 
legalistic, like holding us up to each other, like, oh, you shouldn't have said that. Oh, yeah, no. I do think we have a responsibility when we become aware of something to even go back. I I am not afraid. I, I've said some really foolish things, bro. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, same. O- over, But even over <laughs> some of the dearest people to me. I know. I've said some yeah. foolish things to some of the dearest people. And even when I repent and ask for forgiveness, I I will be... Many times, especially when it comes to my children or my wife, I will say, you know what? I cancel the assignment of those words that I spoke. I'm not going to give them power. Mm -hmm. Satan, I've repented. Mm -hmm. I renounce coming into agreement with your lies. We're not going to give that any power. And somebody might look at that and say, you're weird and you're goofy, but I know the power of my words. I'm not going to let them have no, because I, you know, we talk a lot about showing grace to people, and and before you, before you even went off on that, that wonderful paragraph there, I was thinking, oh, we need to be speaking grace. Yes. So not just showing yes. grace, but speaking grace. This way, people know what we mean by what we do. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's the 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 cool thing about words, and the scary thing about words is when we're very clear. Yeah then there's there's they're not really open to interpretation. It's mm-hmm. this is what you said. And there's a, a downside to that where we've all said things that we we regret and people are like, well, this is what you said. And I'm like, oh, I know. You know that and it hurts to hear yeah, yeah. to hear my stuff brought back up. Yep. But when we say something good, mm-hmm. it's it's like, this is what you said. Yeah. And they hear that and they're like, this is what they think. This is and and when we're speaking words of life, we're building that bond. We're speaking the grace of God out. Mm-hmm. That's so good. And, you know, if you were to give an example of, I want to say this and then ask you for an example of speaking grace. I'll give you 30 seconds to think about it. But I think about what Paul writes in Ephesians 4.29, that let nothing unwholesome mm-hmm. come out of your mouth, but only that which is helpful for the hearer to build up those and impart grace to those who are listening. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is kind of our benchmark. And I you know, I think I may have said this before. I definitely tell it to the students in class. Man, I was just that kid who was 18 years old, and I was still a little rough around the edges, still am a little rough around the edges. And I had an awesome boss, and he pulled mm-hmm. me right in the closet, and he said, listen, this is what you're doing with your words, and you're, you are literally destroying your credibility and the hearts of the people who are around you. You're a leader, and you're literally not acting like it with your words. Yeah. And from that moment on, it taught me that my mm-hmm. words really do have power, and I have really leaned into what I would say, you just called it, you, you kind of put a phrase to how I have been trying to govern myself yeah. these past several yeah. years, is to impart grace to the mm-hmm. hearers and to speak grace. So what would you say that looks like? Um, so it's, uh, what I'm thinking back to is, so in our greenhouse, we're doing the, we're doing the heart study. And the last week that we, um, that we watched was We Are a Spiritual Family. Mm-hmm. And so that launched into different discussions about what it was like growing up or like different, you know, what our homes were like. And I mentioned, and I actually talked to my parents about this the other day, and we were all in agreement on this, um, which is really cool. Um, But I was talking about how, you know, growing up, it seemed like a lot of the, a lot of the, the directions or feedback that we got was usually if someone did something that was wrong. And then if things were good, you didn't hear anything. So it was kind of a thing like no news, good news, keep Mm. going. And I was talking about how you know, like we need to um, affirm good things that we see, make verbal comments about good stuff. Amen. Not just when, oh, this needs to be better or you shouldn't have done that. 
right? Mm-hmm. And that's a re- that's speaking life. And mm-hmm. someone might be like, well, why am I, why are you going to cur- why were you going why are you going to say anything? Because it's it's good. It's like no, that that's exactly the point. Yeah, you are watering the good. You're cooperating with the spirit of God in that person's life, and you know, like. You know, a practical example could be like you're in church and you see a parent disciplining their child and 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 it goes well. Tell the parent, oh, wow, that you did. a. I just want to let you know, like I wasn't like listening to your conversation, but like I I saw what you did there and you did you did a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. Or encouraging the parent because, you know, or whenever you see something like that, because then you're you're affirming them in their God given role because Satan wants to cause us to doubt what our roles are. That's it. That's it. Luke, I I can't say enough about what you're saying. That is probably one of the greater lessons. If you think about, um, you know, we just talking to a couple today, top three killers in marriage, all marriages, communication, sex, and money. And you know what? They all hinge on communication. And I think the way that we communicate love and grace to our spouse and not just like, hey, the mercy side of I'm, I'm going to, we act like grace is like overlooking a blunder or a mistake, but truthfully, you know, actually saying, Hey, moving into the times we're like, wow, when you did this, it was awesome. And it really did this. We're, we're forgetting altogether that, you know, if we give any credibility to Gary Chapman's five love languages, one of those is words of affirmation. Right. And so I would say most mm-hmm. of us need to hear in our children, mm-hmm. you are so right. That is such a conviction that every one of us parents should have that we cannot just hyper-focus on the areas that we want to see growth. And I would right. say, if you think about parenting, it's just like coaching. Coach is going to say, when you nail that three-pointer or you get that tackle or you make that connection, coach is going to be like, yes, that Good every job. time, yep. every time. Yep. And yep. we have to do the same thing in all of our relationships. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, Pastor Zach was pulling us, uh, another one of his like sub points was you know, talking about how, like, how can we ex- expect good from the world mm. and, and bad from the word of God? And, and then he said, if God has called you to engage, he's called you to redeem. So good. So when we go out into the world or when we go out into those areas where, yes, these are bad trees and we, I'm not going there for my sustenance, mm-hmm. but yet I'm still called to go That's and right. I'm supposed to go. What am I doing there? I'm going there to redeem and it's again with my words. So I am going in there not for my sustenance. My mm-hmm. sustenance is the word of God. You know, we don't live on bread alone, just but by every word from the mouth of God. So that's the Bible. Yeah. But I'm going out there and I'm going to speak the words that God gives me. I'm going to call out that which is redeemable. Which is really good when you think about it. I, I kind of love this this place you're bringing us is that. If we go back to the very simple concept here, we've been pointing to the power of our words. If you think about, you know, somebody who's in darkness, you mm-hmm. know, these these Pharisees, Jesus is rebuking them. He's upset with them because they should have known better. You look at somebody that's in the world and they've just been veiled. They're just in the darkness and they don't even know. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we tend to go out there. I, I would just say in the past, we've tend to go, we've tended to go out there and we're Bible thumping and we're communicating with no context whatsoever. Right. And there's so many better ways to come in. Like, hey, listen, I saw this. Would you mind if I prayed for you? Saw so you limping right there. Yes. You know, like we we're just being attentive and aware. Again, living this lifestyle evangelism, we're going to go to a whole different direction, and our show is pretty much over at this point. But <laughs> I would say just a, a whole aspect right there, Luke, that you're bringing up, like we actually have power with our words 
to speak to that one who is in darkness and maybe a quote bad tree or just hanging out in the darkness because they don't know and give it life to come into yep. the light. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and you know, and last week, Pastor Zach was talking about the fruits of the spirit. Yeah. And Paul talks about, you know, let's, let's walk in the spirit mm -hmm. and then we're not going to walk in the flesh. Yep. And so this is how we start to walk in generational blessing versus yeah. generational cursing. As we allow the Holy, uh, the Holy Spirit to um, grow his fruit in us, and then we walk out the freedom in those other areas from our life or, or words that have been passed down or, or you know, struggles that have been passed down. As the, word, as the blood of Jesus is applied there and we, we walk out freedom, we are... And then we speak out the freedom. We speak out the grace. We are, we are creating generational blessing. Mm -hmm. That's so good. That's so good. Oh, man, there's, I, I want to say this and then we can wrap up because I, I really, when we were having our children, I feel like I may have said this on the show, but for here's a practical example, because we've given a lot, we've given some theoretical and we've given some practical as well. And I, I hope that you listen back and, and apply the practical and say, okay, mm -hmm. how am I doing this with my yeah. spouse and my children? How am I doing this with my coworkers? Mm -hmm. You know, the ones that are sandpaper people, my yep. boss oh, or yeah. pastor, whatever. Yep. Um, <laughs> when we were having kids, I felt like for every child, the Lord gave me a word. Um, and so I would pray into that word. And there was one particular child that I felt that the word was so big that I, I, I was like, God, that's too big. I'm not going to speak that for fear of maybe it's not true. Maybe I didn't hear you. And the Lord really dealt with me and, and said, you know, reminded me in, in so many different ways over the course of that's years. Awesome. Like, no, he really did give me that word. And I have a responsibility to speak yeah. that over yeah. that particular child and yeah. have done so with all the right. children. Right. Um, and hey, I just want to say this too, like, they, we're all getting things at different junctures and different uh -huh. points. Oh, absolutely. So if you're hearing yep. something on the breakdown yep. and it's like, oh man, I didn't get that or I didn't have that. Boom. Right now we ask the Lord just to impart wisdom and grace that we would have the very things that we need. If we don't know, we don't know. God's yeah. not holding us accountable. But yeah. when we know, he expects the responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. It's never, so. it's never too late. Yep. If you feel like you blew it, understand again, is that thought from God or yeah. is that from Satan? Yeah. The conviction is from the Lord, yep. but the feeling of it's too late, uh, hopelessness, that is not of the Lord. Yes. So you have a choice right there where are you going to sit in the jail cell mm. or are you going to walk out into the by the love of God and understand that God's love will impart to you what you need today? He makes the crooked path straight and he will give you grace that will cover even those things from tomorrow, from yesterday. So good. That's awesome. Dude, fist bumper right there. What a great time today. Who's praying out, you or me? You. All right, Father, we thank you for this word that we've been able to study, uh, the power of our tongue and the belief of our heart. You know, we have to understand that by our words, we'll be justified and by our words, we will be condemned. Help us to speak words that bear good fruit. Help us to impart grace with our tongue to the hearers. This is a responsibility. You've given us a good tree to be a part of. So we have a responsibility as we stay attached to you and bear much fruit. We have a responsibility to make sure that that is not bitter in the mouths or, or hard on the ears of the hearer. So help us to impart grace to those who hear, Father. Help us personally to not stay encaged in the, in, in the jail cell when the doors open. Christ has made a way 
for us to walk out of that jail cell. But we are coming into agreement personally sometimes with the lies of Satan. Mm. Help us to begin to see the truth of your word and come into agreement with that our lives, with, with your word over our lives and over all the lives that we have authority to touch. Father, as, as we are moving forward, Help us to see what you have said and refuse, even if we have to speak it when we don't feel it, but we're speaking the truth of your word. Help us to choose to come into agreement with your word over the lies of Satan. We trust you for this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'm Luke. And I'm Kurt. And that's The Breakdown. We'll catch you next week.